Welcome to the Shift Your Paradigm podcast, where we embark on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. I'm your host, Jackie Bonjavani, a yoga instructor, meditation teacher, and wellness coach. Get ready to unlock new levels of awareness, gain profound insights, and shift your paradigm to create the life you've always dreamed of. Let's dive in. I had the opportunity to interview tycoon Nazar Yassin, who is the co-founder and CEO of Soul, which is the world's first spiritual wellness super app. And he has long championed the idea of doing good while doing well. And what I love about this conversation is Nazar is an engineer. So he comes from a very grounded scientific place in when we talk (laughs) more about this world of spirituality. So I'm really excited for you all to hear this episode, and I'd love to hear what you think. Welcome, Nazar. It's so lovely to have you here today. Thank you, Jackie. Appreciate you having me. Happy to have you. And just to give a little color here, you are the co-founder and CEO of Soul, which is the world's first spiritual wellness super app. You're also a repeat entrepreneur, investor, and philanthropist. So I feel a really great place to start is tell us a little bit about Soul. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so at Soul, you know, we, um, as a society, we are um, kind of in a, a challenging place right now with everything that's going on in the world, obviously. And, and um, you know, we're, on the one hand, we are, living longer than we've ever lived as humans and healthier than we've ever been, you know, and more powerful than we've ever been. You know, these devices, if we were to go back in time a hundred years ago, people would think we were like Gandalf from Lord of the Rings (laughs) or something. So, you know, and and we're we're wealthier and we're, you know, objectively, you know, uh, by any objective measure, we're doing better as a species than we ever have. And yet human happiness is an all time low. And, you know, things like, anxiety, depression, suicide, addiction are at an all-time high. And, um, um, you know, we think it's because, you know, we've sort of thrown the, you know, spiritual baby out with the bathwater, as Dr. Lisa Miller would say. Um, uh, You know, we sort of, in an attempt to be inclusive and secular and you know, uh, accommodating, we, we, we sort of uh, become a society that does not value and does not participate in spiritual wellness much anymore. So, you know, people um, don't, don't go to church, uh, for example, anymore. And, you know, um, and, you know, there's, there's really three main reasons why people have stopped going to, you know, churches and, and temple and, and places like that is, number one, people become a lot more secular. Um, and, you know, don't want to engage in older traditions that rightfully or wrongfully they see as being responsible for many conflicts in the world throughout history. Uh, number two is, you know, people may have been raised a certain way and appreciate some of the traditions around the way that they're raised, whether that's Catholic or Jewish or Muslim or Buddhist or whatever the case may be. But they've also developed an appreciation of other traditions. And so, you know, a Catholic uh, young, young, young woman might uh, also enjoy Buddhist meditation or Hindu yoga or like astrology. But if she goes to church, 
they're going to tell her all that is wrong. And so she doesn't feel completely comfortable in that environment anymore. And, and number three is, you know, people are online a lot and on their phones. And so, you know, they don't necessarily, particularly in the age of COVID, want to get all gussied up and go somewhere <laughs> nine in the morning for, you know, uh, something like that. So, so people have stopped going to these places. And, and unfortunately, that's had some knock-on effects on human happiness, right? Because people used to go to those establishments really to, to kind of feel part of a community, to connect with other people, to find meaning and purpose, and, uh, you know, also to do spiritual acts like meditate or pray or volunteer for things or whatever the case may be. And, and now without these sort of meeting, these excuses to meet up and participate in those things, everybody's a little bit of adrift, you know? And so, you know, we're all, you know, trying to find answers on places like Reddit and Discord and, <laughs> you, know, you know, listening to some somebody named, you know, Big Fish 49 tell us how to do this particular <laughs> meditation. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's challenging. And, um, and so, you know, we decided um, to try to fix that really, you know, to try to, to try to create a place where people could come and, and whatever, tradition or traditions they're interested in, including no tradition, including purely secular and science-based to have a place where you could come and find meaning and purpose, um, do spiritual acts, you know, feel like you're part of a community, meet other people who share similar interests and are on a similar journey as you, and, and maybe even make new authentic friends in a way that's, you know, not, um, not the way that Instagram and other places like that you know, where you're kind of social media flexing and, you know, posing in front of things, you know, just make authentic friends based on who they are rather than what they look like or, you know, what, what uh, restaurant they're at, uh, you know, that mm. particular so, so that's the idea behind soul is, is to really try to try to create that spiritual wellness fabric, you know, where, where people can um, start improving their happiness again. Mm, that's so beautiful. And why did you want to create soul or where did that idea come from? It's been a long journey, honestly. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, I was, I, I grew up in, uh, uh, I was born in Greece and I grew up on an Island called Cyprus, uh, in the Eastern Mediterranean. And it's sort of this melting pot of, you know, a bunch of different cultures and everybody who lives in Cyprus or grew up in Cyprus grows up in a very, unique way where, you know, you have a friend who's Persian and you celebrate new with them. And then a friend who's Jewish and you do Rosh Hashanah with them. And then you celebrate Christmas and then, you know, Ramadan. And it's just all, it's just all kind of, you know, everybody's just kind of there <laughs> together. So you're just kind of doing everything together and you don't, you don't really think much about it. Um, and then if you're, you know, a teenage, a teenage boy, you start sort of saying, oh, well, that's all well and good, but I'm going to start focusing on, you know, my future and, you know, college and career and stuff like that. And so, you know, I sort of went on that journey and became this technology entrepreneur person. And, and I'd always tried to, you know, kind of combine, you know, sort of profit with a purpose, if you will, you know, to try to do things where, you know, you feel like you're making some kind of difference in the world. And I feel like there's this, you know, a little bit of a false choice we're given in society where it's like, okay, either you're going to do good things and struggle Mm. or you're going to like make money and then be like a bad person. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and I don't think that's, why does that have to be true? <laughs> you know, like why, right. <laughs> why is it the choice that we have to, why do you have to choose between those two things? So I've always tried to find ways to, 
you know, to try to combine profits with a purpose. And, and, um, and then, you know, I'd done that kind of, you know, in the context of I was, uh, you know, as the CEO of what became, you know, pretty big social network. And back then social networks, the idea behind them was quite different. It's like, Hey, if we could all be in one place and all connected, everybody yeah. get along, it'd be great. And, you know, uh, turned out to be not so great, you know? Um, and then, you know, then I, I, I eventually, you know, started my own investment firm and, um, and what we focus on is investing in underrepresented founders in emerging markets. And so, you know, people building really big transformative things in sub-Saharan Africa and, you know, Latin America and India and, and other parts of the world, you know, big, you know, healthcare payment networks and, you know, access to credit and mobility solutions and just trying to help entrepreneurs build big things that mm. help a lot of people and, and, and make money at the same time. And, you know, that's been really rewarding um, and, and, you know, fulfilling, um, personally, but, you know, then around COVID, like, like everybody else, you know, you know, how did soul kind of come out of all this? Well, you know, around COVID, you know, me and my family experienced like many families, um, you know, some losses hmm. in the world, you know, we lost both of my wife's parents and, you know, my dad developed cancer. And then, you know, one of the founders of, of one of our portfolio companies died and, um, so that was really tragic for everybody involved. Um, and then, you know, many other founders that I work with, you know, are typically young, single people who during COVID couldn't go into their office and have a social life and talk to other people. And so they got depressed. And, and you know, as somebody who's on their board, they'd reach out to me and, and I'd try to give them whatever advice I could and try to help them figure it out. And so all of these things were happening at the same time. And it just felt like everywhere I turned, you know, including inwards, everybody was looking for answers. Like, why am I doing what am I doing? You, mm -hmm. you know, why is all this happening? Like, who am I? What's the meaning of, am I on the right track as a person? Am I being the best father and husband and person I can be? And, you know, how much time do we have left? It would just seem so many people pass away and, yeah. You know, all of those thoughts, you know, I thought for a while that I was the only one thinking them. And then, you know, my wife and I are talking about them and then my wife and I and our friends and then our kids and then their friends and then entrepreneurs. And then I'm like, oh, my God, everybody is thinking about these things. And it turns out, hmm. you know, we just don't talk about it anymore because it's awkward to talk about it. Yeah. You know, uh, I could be at a, a dinner with like some of my best friends in the world and if I bring up anything about spiritual wellness or spirituality, like literally you can hear the cutlery because people are like, uh oh, you know, <laughs> conversation has just gotten weird. <laughs> you can also talk about this. It's awkward. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's taboo. And it shouldn't be taboo. You know, it's, it's part of who we are. I mean, if you sort of think about like how we've defined ourselves as humans throughout history, it's been some combination of body, mind and spirit. You know, mm -hmm. like literally every culture has defined itself in those terms and spirit's part of who we are. Yeah. I mean, we got a body, we got a mind and those are wonderful, but there's also something else maybe, you know, that's a little bit different and maybe the real us and, mm. you know, people don't like to talk about it because it sounds woo woo and it sounds weird and I get it. I'm like an engineer, yeah. right? <laughs> 
like I'm an engineer and like I deal with like technology businesses. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, <laughs> I'm very, very much into science, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, you know, so I, I get it. It can sound weird, but there's also this sort of like phenomenon of if you only look at life through the lens of science, mm -hmm. then that's kind of an extreme view too. You're sort of a, you know, you're not a scientist. You're sort of, you know, engaging in scientism. Mm -hmm. If you think that's the only lens and the only way to see the world is through the lens of science. And you're kind of, you're like, you're actually scientifically ignoring a lot of the universe because it turns out, you know, uh, not a lot of people know this, but you know, if you measure the mass energy of the universe mm -hmm. and you look at, and you were to add up all the subatomic particles and atoms and planets and stars and black holes and quasars and literally everything we can measure, you know, that only accounts for 5% of that mass energy. And so there's 95% that is accounted for by, you know, what is known as dark, dark matter and dark and, uh, and dark energy. And, you know, those things are, are dark, not because they're sinister, they're dark just because they're literally by definition immeasurable. Mm. And so in, in order for science to have a role, it has to measure and observe something. And if something's unmeasurable, then you have to use something else to try to understand that 95% of the universe. It's just, that's actually what the science tells you. Right? <laughs> so, um, so anyways, it's, it's been an interesting journey to kind of, you know, um, learn about these things and, and explore these things. And then to learn about the research that, you know, Dr. Miller, who I know you're familiar with and who's mm -hmm. involved in soul and, and others have, have, have done over the last 20 years and to learn about how doing spiritual things is actually like a, it's, it's healthy for you, right? It, it builds your parietal cortex in your brain and, you know, that helps protect you against things like anxiety and addiction and depression. And so if it's good for you, then why not build something where people can do more of it and get healthy and happy, you know? So that's kind of a long answer to your short question <laughs> about, you know, uh, why, why soul? No, that's so beautiful. And there's so, there's so much here and so many questions. I'm curious of soul. Was that obviously it was the turn of events kind of really grounding into this being like, what else is out there? Did you find Dr. Lisa Miller's work before soul? Was soul the first idea? Was there an idea before soul? I'm curious about that kind of evolution. Yeah. Yeah. The evolution was literally, I, and I still have this spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> I, I started, it started with, you know, like most things in life is trying to, you know, find an application for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, the challenge that me and my wife had when she lost her parents mm -hmm. was how do we explain this to, to our kids? Right. Because, you know, they'd grown really close to her parents and, you know, her parents spent a lot of time with us. They were really engaged grandparents. You know, they're not like the types of grandparents who are like, oh, we see them during Christmas and then, okay, bye grandma and grandpa. You know, they're like, they're like every day, oh, you know? Yeah. And so our kids were really, really close to them and they both passed away within six months of each other. And so Sorry. it was just absolutely devastating, you know, for the whole family, obviously. And, you know, obviously for my wife and, and yeah. but for our kids, you know, they really felt it. And how do you explain that they're gone? Yeah. And, you know, we thought we did a decent job of explaining that they're gone, but then Christmas rolled around and then they're like, Oh, so they're, they're 
Uh, you're not going to be here for Christmas too. And you know, like, yeah, they're, they're gone, you know? Um, but how do you explain that, that they're gone and, but they're still here and they love you. Yeah. And you know, and, and so I found myself returning to kind of how I grew up in Cyprus, honestly. And I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of different ways to think about this. Like, let me just kind of put them all in like a spreadsheet. You know, what does this tradition say? And what's that tradition say? And what's that tradition say? And then I had like a row for like, okay, what happens when you die? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then I had a row for like, okay, like, what does it mean to be conscious? Mm. And then I had a row for like, what's like purpose and meaning? And then I, I just started adding rows <laughs> and adding <laughs> columns. And, you know, and then, you know, during COVID, you know, we'd sort of share this dilemma that we're, or this challenge that we're trying to solve for our kids with friends you know you're on zooms with your friends during covid i don't know if you remember this but yeah. you have a glass of wine with your friends and try to catch up it was so weird and awkward so weird yeah <laughs> but that's where we were right and so we're having these like zoom calls with friends and you know we're telling them what's going on with us what's going on with you and some of them lost people too and then mm. i'd bring up the spreadsheet <laughs> and then we'd kind of go through like the spreadsheet and people found it really interesting and they're like can i get a copy of your spreadsheet and i'm like wow i yeah. i, I I guess, or let me create something a little bit easier for you to go through because this is all like chicken scratch kind of stuff. And that was kind of like the beginning of soul. Wow. You know? So it was just kind of like, it's like, wow, a lot of people are trying to find perspectives and answers here, you know, on a bunch of different topics. Mm. And, um, and in the meantime, I was, you know, I was reading, uh, I think I read 200 books, you know, over the course of COVID on these topics, you know, so we're sort of, you know, the Oxford handbook of like meditation, like, okay, like if I'm going to like learn how to meditate and kind of like, I want to like learn how to meditate <laughs> and understand all of the perspectives of meditation, you know, from all over the world, Mayan meditation, <laughs> Buddhist, I want to like, let me kind of figure this out. And so I just kind of did that. And then I started reaching out to some of the authors of some of these books and some of them replied. Hmm. And one of them was Dr. Lisa Miller. And I was like, I love your book. I'm thinking about, you know, putting together some research or some resource for people to um, get spiritually well and kind of making it like a technology product. You want to talk? And she's like, <laughs> sounds great. And so, you know, I had a name in mind and I shared, I remember, I remember this distinctly. I get on a Zoom call like this with her and we're, you know, just getting to know each other and kind of sharing our stories. And, and I shared the name with her and she's like, oh my God. She's like, that is a name that means something very, the, the name Sol, S-O-L. It's something that means something, you know, very personal to me because of, oh, you know, wow. um, this, this part of, of my story. And, and it was just, and she talks about this in her book, just the amazing thing about serendipity and kind of connection. And, and yeah. so, you know, we're just like, okay, well, let's do this, you know? <laughs> You know, this is wow. like one of those, uh, I've heard different words for this, you know, sort of, you know, the stars align or, you know, a God wink. I've heard that term before. Too. <laughs> I like that term. It's a God wink. You know, it's like, we're supposed to do something here, right? Wow. We're, we're supposed to, you know, so, so we started doing it and, and, um, you know, me and, me and one of my best friends from, from, uh, high school in Cyprus, uh, are the two co-founders of soul. And, wow. and we added Lisa as, as a board member and as, you know, our, our chief advisor. And, uh, and then we started, um, you know, reaching out to a bunch of other people, you know, mm -hmm. who, uh, 
uh, Lisa respects and, and, and who we'd grown to respect and, you know, people like Bob Thurman, you know, who is widely credited with bringing Buddhism to the West and professor at Columbia. And so he's really helped us with our, you know, Buddhist content and Sean mm. Kugler, the former head chaplain at Yale and president of the university chaplain association. She's really helped us with our, you know, Christian content. And, and so we've just kind of gone around just kind of, okay, look, we want to build this resource. Let's make it super, super trustworthy and super authentic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's get people to help us do that and, um, and then put it out in the world. And so that was kind of, that was kind of the journey, you know, is you just, you just, you just, you just do it. You just build it and, and hope it works. And, you know, uh, so far so good, but that's, that's kind of how it, it came to be. All from like create your own journey. It, it doesn't, you don't have to go into the app and just go into the Buddhism information and use that. It, you can almost create your own spiritual practice from these different, whatever resonates for you or with you. Yeah. You know, I, I, I always thought of it as kind of like, you know, in the time before Spotify, you had to go on different like radio stations and each one, you know, there's like a blues station and then the hard rock station and then a hip hop station. I like blues and hard rock and hip hop. Mm-hmm. And so why do I have to go to different radio? Why can't I just build my own playlist of like the things that make sense to me? You mm-hmm. know, I like Pearl Jam and I like Buddy Guy and, you know, why can't I, why can't I you know, just put those in the same place? And um, so that's a little bit of the guiding philosophy behind soul is why can't you create your own like spiritual playlist? Mm. You know, if, if you were raised, you know, Baptist I, I, or, you know, whatever the case may be, and you enjoy some of the traditions from baptism, but you also find something calling to you from like astrology, you know, Western astrology or from, Hinduism or from Buddha, like, why can't you incorporate that into your thing? Why is that not possible today? And so, you know, there was a little bit of that kind of, you know, create your own spiritual playlist sort of philosophy, choose your own adventure as, as you put it, you know, in soul. Love that. And you're just, you keep talking about this playlist and music. You're a musician yourself. I, I, I wouldn't call <laughs> myself a musician. I like, you know, it's kind of like if you can, if you can surf and then you, you know, you're standing you're somebody who's like a surfer, yeah. like if you're a surfer, you can surf, right? So, yeah, yeah. I like to play music and I like to record that music. And uh, I'm just a big fan of just kind of building things and putting them out there. So I, I have zero fear about people telling me my, my music sucks, which it probably does, but I enjoy putting it out there. And, and so, yeah, it's, uh, I like playing music. It's a lot of fun. You just released a song. It's called Always. Always Raining. Always Raining. And the bridge yeah. is so good. I can't. Oh, <laughs> I I was like playing it. I was like, this is good. I'm into this. It's a fun thank little you. jingle. <laughs> thank you so much. It's, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, everybody was in a band in college. Yeah. Right? So I was in a band <laughs> in college. And, and then, you know, sort of realized that, you know, there's sort of this, uh, you know, you try to do in life, I suppose, what it's almost like a little ikigai kind of philosophy is like, okay, what am I good at? Like, what can I make money at? And, you know, what do I like? Right. And so music's something I like, but I'm not particularly good at and can't make money at. So it became a hobby in my career. Right. And then, um, you know, our, our daughter and son, uh, who are now 13 and 11, they really like music, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in their own ways. And our daughter's like, oh, but 
I'm not sure if I can be in a band or if I'm good enough. And I'm like, sure you can. And so mm. this is a little bit of a COVID project too, is like, I'm going to record stuff oh. and I'm going to put on Spotify just to show you that you can do it too. Oh, that's beautiful. And like, you know, what's the worst that could happen, right? Is like people tell me I suck yeah. or like nobody plays my songs. I don't care, right. you know, um, right? Because music's, the music's for me. I wrote these songs for me, you right. know? So um, so anyways, there's a little bit, a little bit of a way to, you know, try to be, uh, try to set a good example as a dad sort of thing too, you know? So anyways, it was, yeah. it was a fun, fun project. It also has a bit of a spiritual element to it of just being unattached to the outcome and creating to create. Yeah, totally. You know, like why, why be afraid of anything? You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> Zara, no, no, I we, have, <laughs> we can, no, no, but really like wh why be afraid of anything? You know, I mean, I'm going to die. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and big deal. <laughs> no, but really big deal. Big deal. Yeah. So I died. Okay. Like, you know, again, from a scientific perspective, you know, every atom in our bodies has been here for 14 billion years. Wow. Like we've been here. Yeah. <laughs> you were here before you were here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're going to be here after you're here in yeah. some way, shape or form. So, you know, we're here now is this and for now, but if we're not, Okay, big deal. The universe is a huge place and we're just a tiny little part of it and it doesn't really it doesn't really matter that much, right? Mm. So why not why not try to be the best version of yourself you can be and be the nicest person you can be and be the best friend and son or daughter or mom or you know, whatever. Just try to be the best you can be and don't don't have any fear about it. I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of how I think about it is, you know, just try to make the most of every second. Yeah. Well, one, I respect what you have to say just with so much regard, just based on your experience and what you've done and how you've given back to the world. Um, it This is kind of taking a turn of what I didn't think, but it's really nice to hear, I feel, especially as I go on this venture of launching this podcast. There's been so much surfacing of critiquing how I look, critiquing how I talk, critiquing if there's any value in this. And it is paralyzing. Yeah. Like this week I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't think we're going to launch. Like I, it's just, I don't, I don't, can't do it. And I, it's. But you're doing it. <laughs> but you're doing it for you. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? Like, I mean, I totally get it. Like when you hear, when everybody hears their own voice, mm. It's like, I sound terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's Oof. my voice. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I never want to talk again. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> right? Until you realize, like, everybody thinks that about their own voice. Everybody thinks they don't look good enough. Look at these blemishes on my face and my crazy <laughs> curly hair. You know, I look terrible. I sound terrible. I don't care. I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, one of your podcast viewers think I'm ugly. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, right. I'll take okay. it. I, I'll take it. I, I'm married. I, I, it doesn't matter to me if somebody thinks I'm like, I'm good. I don't need somebody to think I'm handsome, you know? So what's the worst that could happen, Jackie? I know. Is, you know, you're, 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 you're doing it and kudos to you for doing it. You're creating something. You're reaching out to people. You reach out to me cold <laughs> through our, through our, it was through like our, our, our Instagram. Social, yeah. 
or, or something, right? Like, yep. and so I love that. And so the same way that like, not that I'm at all on the same levels, Dr. Miller or anything like that, but the same way that like people, you know, respond to messages I send them, you know, little shots in the dark, like, Hey, can we talk? And some of them respond. I'm going to respond. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, Hey, I'm trying to do good things. Can I get a little bit of your time and let's, yeah, let's do it. Kudos to you. It's awesome. You're creating something really, really cool. I'm going to be by far the least interesting guest you ever have. (laughs) That's not true. You're going to have an amazing (laughs) podcast. It's going to be so cool. And you're doing it. And like, you shouldn't be like, kudos to you for overcoming that fear. And hopefully going forward, you won't have any fear about this. We'll just do it and create and have a lot of joy and bring joy to people, bring Mm. interesting perspectives to people that maybe like make something click, maybe change their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. I I applaud you for that. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's been a journey. I mean, as of right now, we're moving forward. That's the intention and just going to keep, and I, I love this moment because it is so inspiring just to sit in a conversation with you, knowing that your whole life, you've just, you're trying something. You, let's, let's try it out. Let's create something. And doesn't matter if it's super successful or it doesn't go anywhere. I just want to create. And I feel that is just so beautiful because again, we get so stuck in our way and it has to be perfect. Like I'm a recovering perfectionist. So it, if it's not perfect, if I'm not at the level or you know, insert whatever yeah. story that surfaces, but um, just really admirable, especially coming from someone such as yourself, where that is a part of your philosophy, that is a part of your life. And to see that you did that, to reflect that with your children and show them and cultivate this this beautiful kind of way of life for them where it's, it doesn't matter if you're good or you're bad, just create it. Especially at that age. I feel you, the world is a dark place at that age because you're just fighting all the demons. Oh God. I I, I tell my kids this all the time. I'm like, you are so far ahead of where I was when I was your age, like my, like from age 10 to 14. (laughs) Oh God. No, I was, yeah. Total disaster. My life was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> I was the most awkward, ridiculously lame kid you could possibly imagine. <laughs> you know, and so like, yeah, you're, you're totally right. It's it's a hard age. It, it is a hard age. Um, you know, it gets gets easier a little bit later on. Those <laughs> particular years. Yeah. Well, with all of that, you've launched the app. The app yeah. is available. It's available. And you can go on. I know you have like a daily quote that's on there and you you have all these really cool features. Are you a part of that creation process? What does that that look like with the dashboard? I know you have all of the different, it's a replication almost of that beautiful spreadsheet you have. But how did you identify, I mean, you talk about tropical astrology, Vedic astrology, Buddhism, Hinduism, Catholicism, all of the... Believe it or not, almost every word in soul I wrote. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And I'm the narrator of many of our videos too. Wow. Like, so this, is, this has been a 
massive labor of love. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm sort of manic about these sorts of things. Is like, I like as long as I could remember. Anytime I'd like read a book, or I just I'd kind of write a book report about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I, I just I would just literally I just try to summarize it and restate it in my own words. Mm -hmm. And I just did that with like all the stuff I read over COVID. Wow. And then I put that into soul. And so we have, you know, thousands of quotes, thousands of daily affirmations. We have the meanings of 250,000 names. I think we have one of the world's largest name databases. And what we did is we appended the full spiritual etymology of each name. So it turns out like my wife's name is Maria. Mm -hmm. and she's from Mexico. And um, turns out the name Maria comes from Egypt. It's wow. an ancient Egyptian name, Mer, which meant beloved. Mm -hmm. And then that found its way into the Bible. And then it found its way into, you know, Latin America, which is a, you know, predominantly Catholic kind of culture. And so, you know, it's, it's really interesting to just kind of find where things come from. Right. right? And so, um, so yeah, you know, we've, we've really tried to, meticulously, you know, we have like every verse from the Bible and, you know, there's so much content in soul and, uh, and, um, yeah, it, it's a real labor of love trying to put all that content together yeah, and then validate it with our group of advisors and Hey, Bob Thurman, please look at all our Buddhist content and tell us, tell us if it's accurate or not. And, uh, you know, if it's not, we toss it out if it is. Yeah. We keep it in. So, you know, um, it's been a really, really rewarding process. Um, we're very early, you know, in terms of where we see soul going, you know, um, mm -hmm. but we're really, really happy with what we've seen so far. You know, we launched it, I guess, 12 weeks ago and, you know, we've seen tens of thousands of people sign up, sign up and start using it. And, Wow. You know, many of them are, you know, uh, I mean, all ages, our oldest users, 97, our youngest wow. users. Yeah. Our youngest user is 16. That's and, uh, you know, about 30% of our users are teenagers, um, about 30% are 20 somethings. And then, then the rest, you know, tend okay. to be like 30 and 40 somethings. But, um, but yeah, it's been, and then, you know, when you look at what people are, you know, interested in, I mean, it's been really fascinating is there's a real hunger for, learning and finding meaning and purpose and, yeah. you know, connecting with something ultimately like, you know, it's been really interesting to, to learn from, from Dr. Miller and, and, and others. And there's so many studies out there that try to measure what is spiritual wellness and what is spirituality. Yeah. And ultimately it's just a form of connection mm -hmm. to something bigger than yourself. Right. Right. You know, we sort of live in a world right now where you're sort of, taught and fed to only think about yourself. Like you're mm -hmm. saying, like, how does my voice sound and how do I look and how do I, right. And like, right. do I look as good as this person on Instagram or TikTok? Am I wearing the right thing? And it's all about like me, 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 yeah. me right. And you can get lured into thinking that you're just alone. It's just about you, mm -hmm. right. You know, you're here alone and there's nobody around you and nobody okay. cares about you and stuff like that. And the reality is, is, you belong here. You belong, you, like we're part of, you know, even if you don't believe in any spiritual tradition, like 
the reality is, is you are part of earth. Mm -hmm. You're part of your solar system and you're part of this universe. The, every drop of blood that we have has a little piece of iron in it. And iron is only made in stars. So you literally have star stuff in you. Iron does not come from earth. It comes from stars. Wow. So whatever you believe, <laughs> know this, you, you know, this, you were part of the stars. Mm. You were part of this. You belong here. Right. And so it can be really easy to forget that in this sort of, you know, weird society that we've, you know, all created together where <laughs> it's all about me, 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 and all these superficial sorts of things. So, yeah. um, anyways, Wow. Just pausing for a moment and 30% of your users are teenagers. I feel right. Is that correct? Just that. Yeah, about, about 30%, yeah. That alone is just so exciting to hear because yeah. one, I know what I was like when I was a teenager. And one of the reasons I love Dr. Miller so much is that I looked at her and she came to an event locally. And I looked at her and I was like, thank you. Like, I wish I had this book 15 years ago because yeah. you don't, we, we seek happiness. We seek outside of ourselves. And, um, I've gone through bouts of depression, but just within that you seek happiness outside of yourself, outside of yourself. And not once was someone like, Hey, what do you, what do you, why do you think we're here? <laughs> like, what right. are you made of? What do you, what's your purpose? And it can get so alone and isolating. And to have something like this app where I was born a Catholic, I practiced Christianity for a bit. And then I went, the pendulum completely swung. And I was like, I don't believe in anything. I just believe in energy and science. <laughs> and right. now I've kind of settled into the middle of, I believe in something larger. I believe in energy. I And I take kind of practices that resonate most with me and incorporate them in, into my daily life. But I didn't have that as a teenager. And knowing with Dr. Miller's research, with the depression rates increasing and all of that, just to be able to support them with an app that is user-friendly, it is pretty, it's engaging, it's I mean, I love the fact that you have tropical and Vedic astrology and just you can go down this rabbit hole of just what different spiritual practices. And and I think that's what is so beautiful about it is that you take what resonates with you. So if Catholicism didn't resonate with you, there are other avenues, there are other options and you can explore those and see like maybe Tai Chi is your thing. Or maybe it's not, and maybe it's meditation, but you have the ability to make the choice. And I, one last thing is I love the ability to bring the awareness around it because I feel like once we're aware, we have a choice. So with this app, it's allowing people to have a choice. Totally. You know, it, it's, it's, uh, thank you for saying that. That's so kind of you to, to say, to say what you said. Um, it, it's really interesting, you know, the, um, Spiritual wellness is such a new concept. Mm -hmm. um, and it's such an obvious concept when you think about it, right? We have physical wellness, right? Mm -hmm. 
hey, eat some healthy things and maybe walk around a little bit and keep your body kind of, you know, that makes sense, right? Yeah. And then mental wellness, hey, we've got this organ called our brain, which we should probably treat the right way and, you know, make sure that we're sort of, you know, thinking about things and in the right way. And then spiritual wellness, you know, we should feel connected to something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And really, it's it's nothing more than that. It's It sounds so obvious, but it's also so new that it's not a term or really a scientific discipline that many people know much about. And so, you know, I always tell people, we remember Einstein as, you know, this old guy with crazy white <laughs> hair, but he wrote the theory of general relativity when he was 30, basically. Like he was, he was a young person. It just took 20 years for it to become like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Light travels. And if you're traveling closer to the speed of light and okay, I, I get it. There's a relative thing that happens depending on your, your mass and your proximity to the speed of light. Okay. I get it. You know, you, nobody really understands much more beyond that, but it, <laughs> okay, it took kind of 20 years to, you know, sort of get into the public sphere of some level of understanding. And the same thing starting to happen with, with spiritual wellness is, you know, okay, so there's all these brain scans that measure when people meditate or pray or spend time in nature or express themselves artistically or say mantras or whatever the case may be. And when people do those things, this part of their brain, the parietal cortex changes. And it turns out that that's the same part of the brain that's responsible for anxiety and depression and things like that. Okay. So if you do these actions, then you reduce the probability of having anxiety and depression and so on and so forth. Okay. Now that that link has been overwhelmingly established, mm-hmm. now it's obvious enough to where, you know, organizations like the U S army just a few months ago said, okay, soldiers, you are now not only responsible for being physically fit and doing five mile runs and pushups and sit-ups every day. You are not only responsible for being mentally fit and crawling under barbed wire with gunfire overhead so that you are mentally tough when the moment comes. You're now responsible for being spiritually fit. Mm. And so every U.S. soldier now gets trained to go meet with a chaplain where the chaplain helps them understand that they're not alone. Wow. They're not by themselves. They're part of something bigger. Now that something bigger could be their unit. Mm-hmm. It could be a concept like freedom or the flag or country. It could be something like God. It could be something like Brahman in Hinduism or the Tao in Taoism. It could be whatever it is that's bigger. It could be nature. It could be humanity. It could be the universe. Whatever it is, as long as you're connected, as long as you feel connected to something bigger than you, the science says you are much less likely, in the case of the soldiers, to turn the gun against yourself, Mm. so to speak. You're much less likely to feel anxious, to feel alone, to feel depressed, to get addicted to things, Mm. to engage in extremely risky, non-productive behavior that is self-harming, right? Um, And so, you know, from our perspective at Soul, what this means is we don't care what spiritual things you find and you decide to do for yourself. Mm -hmm. Purely science-based, it could be everything all together. It could be just Buddhism. It could be just Christianity. It could be whatever you want. It could be your own little playlist. It doesn't really matter. 
What matters is, is that by doing those things, you're getting healthier. You're getting less anxious. You're getting less depressed. You're getting less addicted. And so for me, my great, great aspiration for soul is, is that this sad decline in human happiness that we've been seeing over the last 20 plus years, mm -hmm. if we as soul can help bend that curve back up a little bit, mission accomplished, mm. you know? If we can help our species not self-destruct, you know, yeah. um, then, you know, mission accomplished. That's, that's, that's really the entire kind of guiding, you know, principle at soul. Really. Wow. It's a tall, tall order, but it's, it's exciting that it's out in the world and people are receptive to it. And it is, I mean, it seems to be very supportive. I mean, I know I reached out to you because I personally love your app and I love what you're doing. And it's just amazing to see what you're creating and how I agree in this sense of, I don't have any scientific backing for it, but I really do feel like we're, we are on the cusp of a really big awakening and people more now than ever are open to the more woo, to the spiritual, to the knowing that they're a part of something larger than themselves and having an app that's so easily accessible and allows people to like log in and just see and explore is really, it's really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I, I do think you're onto something though. I, I do think people are more, you know, open to the woo, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we, we, we really try hard to explain to people, this is not woo woo. This is, this is all about your health. Mm -hmm. You know, you do these things to get healthier, hopefully. And so you can keep it purely science, right? you know, no woo yeah. at all, <laughs> you know, full woo. The woo-ometer is up to you, you know? but, um, but really, I, I think you're honest and people are, um, much keener to explore these things these days. And when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, look at what's going on in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have, you know, I talked earlier about how, you know, as humans, we've always literally every culture around the world has defined itself in terms of body, mind, spirit. Mm -hmm. They use different words for these things, obviously different languages and different words, but it, body, mind, spirit is pretty consistent, like around the world for like thousands and thousands <laughs> of years, right? Yeah. It's, pretty, it's pretty remarkable. And when you think about what's going on in the world from a technology perspective, like I think about like, okay, technology and then kind of like environment and then human action. Like those three things are kind of huge driving forces in, in our existence as humans, right? So technology, all right? Mm -hmm. Well, let's think about the human body. We used to think of the human body as the thing that made us unique, right? We have these opposable thumbs and we're the dominant tool maker. We can make all these tools. We're so special, right? <laughs> and then, you know, what does that mean in a world where there's, you know, robotics and any robot can do what I can do a hundred times better, mm -hmm. you know, physically stronger, faster, better tool maker, better everything. Right. So, okay. So it's not our bodies that make us special. Okay. <laughs> what about our minds? Our minds are very special and amazing as humans, aren't they? Well, they are, but now we have this thing called AI. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've ever been on GPT 
be or but like it knows a heck of a lot of, more about everything than I do. Oh my you know, it's really remarkable. And so our mind, we're no longer the dominant mind on planet Earth. You know, if we ever were, right? We no longer are. And um, so then what makes us special as humans? Is it our spirit? Maybe, mm. you know, and I think, I think people maybe haven't sort of framed it in those terms and gone through those, you know, logical leaps that I've just gone through. Yeah. But I think there's like kind of a pull, sort of like, oh, things feel really out of control. Things feel very like I don't matter. Any, like, where's the place that I matter? What makes me special? And I think people are feeling drawn to this idea of spirit, you know, and, and when you look at what's happening in our environment and our planet, that kind of reinforces that is mm -hmm. like, suddenly nature is not behaving the way that it has historically behaved. Mm -hmm. And that makes things feel a little bit out of control too. Right. And so, you know, I, I, th I think there's, there's some forces out there that are causing us to ask some of these existential questions as humans. Who am I really? Right? Like, what's my function and role here? What's our function and role here? Like, who am I? How am I connected to all this? Mm. Why is this happening? Those questions, you know, are kind of like the initial questions that sort of start these spiritual journeys, if you will, in many ways. And so uh, I, I do think you're right. A lot, a lot of people, a lot more people are asking those questions these days than, than maybe historically. It's so wild to think about, but also very exciting in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I mean, what if, you know, these are the sort of, you, you use the term awakening earlier, right? I mean, mm -hmm. oftentimes, you know, it's something bad in your life that happens that makes you kind of wake up that little bit of, you know, I, I sort of, I try to use this message with, with our kids is like no pain, no gain. And it's not because I want you to have pain, but like, if you want to, you know, build muscles or something like you're going to feel some discomfort when you're doing the push-ups. That's how right. you build the muscles, right? It's, it's not like, it doesn't feel great when you're doing the push-ups, right? It's a little bit painful. It's a little bit uncomfortable. And so, you know, there's, um, Elizabeth Lesser gave this, um, she's the founder of Omega Institute and, um, uh, really, really wonderful person. And I was fortunate to, uh, we, we did this thing where we had, uh, Dr. Miller interview a few people, um, you know, from the spiritual wellness world. And, and she interviewed Dr. Lesser and I was sat in on the interview and she had this amazing story she told where she founded the Omega Institute, which is this really great spiritual wellness center in upstate New York. And the question was, well, how did you get into this? And like, you know, what was kind of your story? And she started out and she said, you know, her first job was actually as a, um, as a, um, God, what's, what's the term? It's when you, when you help new moms give birth, it's a, doula? sorry, doula, like, like, like a, like a doula. She, she used a, she used a different <laughs> I'm like term. I'm not but confident. Yeah. 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 Midwife I, I, maybe? Know, a midwife. A midwife. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. And so she was explaining that like the advice she would give expectant mothers is, you know, it's natural when you're feeling this pain, right? The pain of childbirth to kind of tense up. Mm -hmm. But like if you tense up, then the baby can't be born. And so you actually have to open 
the wow. pain. You actually have to like lean into the pain and just let it flow. And through that, something amazing can be born. And she used that as an analogy for the spiritual journey. And I thought it was just such a beautiful analogy. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of have to lean into the discomfort. You have to lean into it a little bit and see what it's teaching you. And only through leaning into it and opening yourself to that discomfort, can you really give birth to the new, the new version of you, mm -hmm. right? That understands and, you know, is a little bit more spiritually connected and a little bit wiser and, you know, a little bit, hopefully more enlightened, um, you know, by, by, by going through these, these tough things. And so, so, you know, I, I, I do think that's, that's, that's part of why perhaps people are, you know, starting to explore spiritual matters is because the world's a complicated place uh, these days. And there's a lot of discomfort that people feel and, and that discomfort can, can be an amazing, can be an amazing tool to help us get a deeper understanding of ourselves, you know? Mm, so good. I'm curious. There's two things here, but I love the analogy and I feel just as someone who has gone through some more painful experiences in life, it's getting comfortable in the uncomfortable mm, to allow yeah. that process. And I'm curious just from your perspective, how did you get comfortable in the uncomfortable? Like what do you have any tools or resources that you've used or modalities that have really supported you in your journey? I went through, through a, a trauma when I was a kid. Um, and, uh, you know, I had, I had somebody uh, abuse me, mm, you know, sorry. pretty, pretty seriously for, for a couple of years, um, a member of the extended family. Um, and, you know, during that period in time, you know, they, when they were trying to break my body, mm. you know, I still have scars from some of these things, you know, there's a scar from. Wow. from that person. Um, and you know what, what they actually did, I, I had a friend ask me, you know, recently he's like, you know, we're sort of having like a, a really good kind of buddy catch up and, you know, one of his kids is going through something and, um, and, uh, I, I sort of shared this story with him and he's like, well, how are you so like nonchalant about this? Like, how are you so upbeat about this. And I told him, I was like, because ultimately it doesn't matter. He's mm. like, what do you mean? It doesn't matter. Like you were, you know, you had this abuse and you know, of course it matters. It's like, no, it doesn't, you know, because ultimately it's just, it's just my body, mm. you know, like the person who did this to me is significantly more harmed than I am because while they tried to break my body, what they actually did is they strengthened my spirit and my mind. Mm. But they broke their own spirit. And they have to live with that the rest of their lives. I'm unharmed, mm. you know. Um, and so so I, I, I think, you know, as I've gotten older and sort of reflected on that period in my life, which, you know, caused me a lot of discomfort, particularly through my teenage years, you know, I was just like, what's, it's my fault. What's wrong with me? Like, how did I allow, how did yeah. allow this to happen to me? What I realized is as I got older is it, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. You know, 
what somebody else does to you does not matter to you. You're stronger than that. The harm that they are trying to inflict on you, they're actually inflicting on themselves. That's the sad, that's actually the sad part. Mm -hmm. The sad part about what happened to me isn't what happened to me. It's what they did to themselves. And this person who I've kept track of at a distance, I don't allow them in my life anymore. I forgive them, but I will never forget, you know, so to mm -hmm. speak, nothing but good times and wellness, but they don't have the privilege of being part of my life anymore. Mm. And I've kept track of them from afar and, and their life has turned out, you know, to be a wreck because I, I think they actually injured their own soul yeah. by doing what they did to me. And so that's, I think that's the thing, again, a long answer to your short question, but I think that's the modality to use your word. That is the thing that has given me strength and just confidence in myself is like, so what? So I have some scars on my body. So what? Somebody tried to like break me mm. when I'm younger. I'm unbroken. Mm -hmm. Still here. You know? Yeah. I have a stronger mind and stronger spirit as a result of it. And what else you got for me? Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Mm -hmm. you know, is it going to get worse than that? Maybe. Am I going to die? Okay. You know? Yeah. Big deal. It's not a big deal, you know? So, you know, I, I just truly think that, you know, we're all here to just really try to just be the best versions of ourselves we can, you know? Absolutely. Just try to be the best version of you. I, I you know, I always sort of bring things back to my kids because they're the center of my life, you know, yeah. really. And, you know, there's, <laughs> if I were to bring them on our, <laughs> our little <laughs> podcast and ask them, okay, guys, what are the three things I always tell you the most important things in life? They're going to be like, they'll literally recite this like verbatim. They'll be like, be honest, be nice, try your best. Mm. That's it. Really? You know, yeah. if you can be an honest person, honest with yourself and with others, if you can be nice, nice to yourself, nice with others, and you can try your best, you got it all figured out. That's Those it. are that's that's like, the, like nothing else matters in life. Really? Just yeah. do those things. Everything else will sort itself out. Just do those things. Be honest, be nice, try your best. So okay. my kids will be very proud of me for sharing that with you. <laughs> They'll be like, sweet. We're not the only ones who have to hear this on a regular basis. Awesome. I love it. I'm going to keep it with me. Be honest, yeah. be nice, try your best. Yeah. A great little mantra. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you. For sharing that beautiful story and um i'm sorry that you had to go through what you went through and it's amazing to see how much stronger you are today because of it so oh, thank you. um wow this this conversation has been way more than i could have ever imagined i'm so grateful for you being here i do have some fun like questions to ask you We'll go from there. So let's do it. Bring it on. I love fun. I love fun. Okay. So what do you do to raise your vibration? Um, music is just such a huge <laughs> part of, you know, it's so cathartic for me. 
Yeah. Really, I, I am just in a pure state of joy when I'm playing music. I got a couple guitars up on my wall here, and nice. if I'm feeling in a state where I'm just kind of a little bit despondent, I grab a guitar and I start playing. And I just, I love music. Music is like one of my big things. The other two things, you know, um, and this inspires some of how soul is kind of constructed. I'm not a natural meditator. You know, mm -hmm. I feel I'm a terrible meditator actually. <laughs> so I just get too distracted. I can't yeah. like, I really <laughs> wish I was better. Yeah. I really wish I was better. And like, I've been in like, you know, meditation groups where like, you know, you're, you're closing your eyes and then I'm kind of like, yeah. you know, I'm like, you know, I'm like peeking around, I'm like everybody else, you know, <laughs> I'm meditating, right? I hardly doing it. And so I, I feel, I feel really spiritual when I'm playing music. It feel makes me feel connected mm. to what's going on out there. I feel really spiritual when I'm in nature, oh, especially around water. Water yes. is like just... It's like magical to me. If I'm looking at light reflecting on water, I feel, I feel connected to whatever is out there, you know? Um, and then also sort of, you know, like, like body work, like exercise, things mm. like that. Like I, I run and uh, I run almost every day and I put in headphones, but I don't have music playing in the headphones. I just have them in just so that... <laughs> This sounds kind of selfish, but so people won't interrupt me and talk to me. Yeah. You know, because I've noticed when I don't have my headphones in, somebody always like asks me for directions or like, hey, do you know where to? And I'm like, I'm running. Like, I love you. I want to help you. But like, this, this is me time right here. Yeah. I need this, you know, a little me time. So I put in headphones and I, I go for a run. And that's, you know, a really sort of meditative, you know, thing for me. So those three things are like, that's how I really increase my, you know, uh, uh, you know, attitude level and energy yeah. or vibration as, as you put it. Yeah. So they're not supposed to be follow-up questions here, but I'm so curious. One, did you grow up playing music or did you learn when you, at a later age? I started, um, I, I picked up a guitar when I was 14 for the first time. So kind of, you know, that sort of, I guess, typical teenage kind of, yeah. you know, it wasn't something I did when I was, you know, six or seven, yeah. you know, I was like, <laughs> the guitars, you know? Um, so it's something I picked up when I was a teenager. I started getting into music and listening to these bands and hearing these like lyrics and, you know, like, like Pearl Jam and Jimi Hendrix and, you know, Led Zeppelin. I'm like, Oh, these words they're saying, they're amazing. <laughs> And the screaming guitars, they're calling to me, you know? So I started getting really into music and taught myself how to play guitar and started writing stuff. And it's all, you know, 90% of it's absolutely terrible, but it's fun. And, um, you know, it's cathartic and, and it's kind of, you know, uh, something that's good for the soul. Mm. Beautiful. And then my other question was, I know you said that you'll be adding in practical um, experiences through the soul app. Will you have guided meditations or meditations in the app? We have so many things coming here over the next few months. We're unbelievably excited about this. In fact, so excited that the version of the app that's available in the app store today, uh, I'm so unsatisfied with it because I know <laughs> it's coming, you know, over the next, you know, few months. So you will be able to do everything from like Tai Chi classes. And I mean, there's just meditations, Tai Chi classes, prayers, mantras, 
even like, you know, sattvic food recipes and like you name it, anything that you want to do, you'll be able to do through soul. And uh, you'll also be able to, in a very real way, connect with other people who have, who are on the same spiritual journey as you. Mm. And um, I don't want to give away too much at this stage, you know, because some of this stuff's still like a month sure. and a half away. But um, you're going to be able to connect with other users and and other groups of people who are, you know, unlike, you know, going on Reddit or Discord, which are great services, but you know, it's really hard to feel connected with other people. You don't know their real names and you don't know if, you know, why should I listen to, you know, Big Fish 479 versus, you know, Star Baby 387 if they're telling you, there's just no context for, you know, yeah. sort of who's trustworthy and, and you know, who you should be taking cues from or, you know, sharing things with or participating in, you know, uh, spiritual acts or classes with or things like that. So we're going we're gonna to try to solve that you know, problem and just, just help people feel connected, mm. you know, help people feel, you know, find groups of people where they can connect and belong and find meaning and purpose and go on a spiritual journey together and, and hopefully, you know, improve their spiritual wellness together. So a lot to come, you know, over the yeah. next few months, we're super, super excited. And, um, so, so yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, this might, be similar, but what is your favorite way to have fun? Oh yeah. So, <laughs> you know, my, uh, so I, I love, I love spending time with my wife and kids and, you know, doing the guitar thing and running and, you know, spending some time in nature. That's a lot of fun to me. My one, I think that the nature of your question is like, you know, do you have like a guilty pleasure kind of thing? And like my guilty pleasure is I'm a huge, huge 49ers fan. Oh. It's a football team in yeah. San Francisco. Huge. Ever since I was a little kid, really? I've been obsessed with this football team. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It just makes me happy to like watch them play. I don't know, you know? That's great. Um, so I watch them play, you know, whenever it's like football season mm-hmm. for a couple hours on a Sunday. And it's a completely ridiculous sport. <laughs> it's a completely ridiculous, you know, activity. But it's like just kind of a guilty pleasure. I just feel like a kid watching yeah. them. And so it's just it's just fun, you mm. know? And um, you know, we should all be able to be a little silly and fun and nonsensical from time to time. So that's <laughs> that's how I do that. I love that. Okay. What is your favorite way to relax? To relax. Hmm. Relaxing is something I've struggled with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a very relaxed person. Yeah. Uh you know, I don't, I don't sleep a heck of a lot. I'm trying to get better at it, honestly. You know, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker is one of the most incredible books I've ever read. It's just sleep is so critical and important. But I'm, you know, I'd say the things that help me relax are, you know, running, playing music, being in nature, you know, not to sound repetitive or whatever, no. but those are, those help me. It's funny because they kind of like brighten me up, but they also kind of, they just level me out, mm. you know, make me feel more centered, mm. you know, Yeah. Uh, if that makes sense. It does. It does. Thank you. All right. Last one. Yeah. What is your go-to dance song? Go-to dance song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I love, I love Him for the Weekend by Coldplay. I just, 
That's a great one. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that qualifies as like, it's not like a reggaeton, you know, bad bunny kind of, <laughs> kind of song, you know, That's so okay. I don't know. I don't know if that qualifies, but um, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's the first song I, I will put on like my playlist when I'm like, when I'm ready to like, like, let's have a good time. You know what I mean? Like people are coming over, let's go hang out of the pool. Let's, you know, let's, let's like have a good time. Like that's, that's the first it. song on the playlist. Yeah. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. Uh, really, really cool. Really good band. Really good band. So good. Yeah. Big fan of them myself. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much again for your time. I'm so appreciative. If anyone on this listening wants to get involved and get the soul app, where can they find more information? Yeah. Please visit getsoul.app. That's G-E-T-S-O-L. So getsoul.app. And then you can download it on whatever device, whatever operating (laughs) system uh, you prefer. And uh, please, yeah, try it out. And we really hope that we help, uh, help you on your spiritual journey. That's, you know, what, what we're here for. So, um, but thank you so much for having me on. This has been a lot of fun, good questions and <laughs> great job. And congrats on, on the podcast. This is amazing. Really, really cool. It's going to be a huge success. I can tell. Oh, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Thanks. You too. Take care. Thank you for joining me on this episode of shift your paradigm. I hope you've been inspired to see things differently, understand yourself a little bit better and know that anything is possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and connect with me on social media. Stay tuned for more transformative conversations to come. Until next time, keep shifting your paradigm.